Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. We are off and running on a Monday evening, live from the Circus Sportsbook. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That is Jeff Parles. I am Tim Murray. And, you know, Jeff, some people say Monday may be the worst day of the week. I don't think so. Today is jam-packed, and it just got a little bit better watching Ryan Zimmerman hit a three-run homer off the New York Mets. I'll be honest with you. I had no idea what day it was. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're just on. You're just on. No matter what, I, it's a day that ends in Y. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, here at Circa today. You turn on. Uh, you turn on Veasan. <laughs> uh, you're gonna. You're gonna get some Jeff Parles in your life. So he is. Uh, he is our utility infielder. And you know when when teams break camp, you're like, I, I don't know how much the utility infielder is gonna be used. And then by like late April. They're in the lineup every single day, and that's kind of what you're doing. Right now, you got one guy on an IL, insert Jeff Parles at second, you know, Jeff Parles in left. You can play all the positions. Yeah, look, no no complaints on my end. No (laughs) complaints on my end at all. It just... uh, Again, I, I it's a it is a Monday. It was also weird to see game 1 of the Cup final on a Monday. I don't I mean everything about I was yeah. I was driving into work today re- realizing it was June 28th and thinking <laughs> to myself we don't even have the NBA finals yet. The Stanley Cup final is is underway. We'll get to that in just a minute. And I'm thinking, you know what? I don't hate this sports schedule. No, it's it's good also today uh to uh Tim uh June 28th was a very important day for us driving in because of the again, if you're coming down to downtown Vegas, construction galore. Make sure you go the right way, Tim Murray. <laughs> and I nearly nearly messed it up today. Was lucky I was paying attention, or else I might have missed the show. All right. Well, that's good. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple a uh, couple accents I had to avoid. Uh, after two periods, 
in Tampa. Two to one is the score. Uh, I saw a couple people uh, that that uh, I respect in the uh, in the gambling sphere, and they were very high on over one and a half goals in the second period today, Jeff. It did cash. And it cashed as the Montreal Canadiens scored a goal uh, with 2.20 to go in that second period. It was a little pinballing situation, uh, but it gets home. And now we've got ourselves a game heading into the third period. 2-1, to one, Lightning with a one-goal lead. Uh, goal 6-19 into the game. So if you played goal in the first 10 minutes, that's able to come home. And I know you don't have anything on this game uh, tonight, but Bolton, you did for bolts and four. But as uh, you established, uh, loud and and proud on Friday, you're going you're going bolts to sweep it out. We got to bring we got to if that happens, we do need to bring out a broom on the show. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm all in. You can sweep the desk. It'll, 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 it will. The way the series is structured, it would be next Monday. So if I'm with Beautiful. you, if I'm with you on next Monday, Tim. Then we'll we'll bring out the sweep and uh, it will be uh, it will be real nice. Well, knowing our luck, that game will go like seven overtimes and they'll complete the sweep after the show's been completed. <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll we'll uh, we'll stay here and we'll 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 sweep together. No one likes to sweep alone, right? No. <laughs> um, Clippers and Suns, three and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, and the Clippers went off as a six and a half point dog. Came out. Raring to go, led 20 to five at one point. After the first quarter, had a 10-point lead, 36 to 26. Both you and I looked at the live market at that time, Jeff. It was a pick, so I stayed away. I wanted to get a little bit of points with the Phoenix Suns, uh, unable to get that. And uh, so far in this game, I've got nothing. Uh, but you know, the the pick might have been the way to go with the Phoenix Suns because here they come. They're slowly chipping away at that deficit. Devin Booker with 16 points. DeAndre Ayton uh, off to a slow start for him. I know he has been the the over machine in this series. Only got only got six points so far. Just did hit a baseline jumper. Uh, the guy that's been red hot to start this game, Marcus Morris, as we uh, take a look at the uh, the points, he's not even on there just because he's been banged up. He's already got 15 points tonight, Jeff. Just like we all expected. Yep. Reggie Jackson, by the way, having another really nice night already with 14. His total was 19 and a half. Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson to be the game's leading scorer is 9-1. to one. Morris not even listed. So yeah. <laughs> you get a Marcus Morris... Uh, Game's leading scorer. That would really be a fun one there, Tim. So we uh, we got a lot to get to. No case of the Mondays tonight here on the Nightcap. Lots to discuss. Stick around. Here we go. Here we go. It is a Monday night. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray, and we got a lot going on. We got the College World Series. Uh, I took a little bite on the College World Series today. Only bet that I made today, I believe. Hold on, let me just rack my mind. Yeah, I think that's the only bet I made. I took I took a little plus money on Vanderbilt on the run line because Jack Leiter was on the hill. So right now, uh, Vandy scoring seven runs in the first inning. Uh, you also, I believe, Jeff, if you played the over. You cashed that after one inning tonight in Omaha. It was seven to one after the first inning. So uh, Vanderbilt and Mississippi State in the College World Series game one of the uh, of the championship series. We got the Western Conference Finals going on. Game number five series could end tonight. 
in Phoenix as the Phoenix Suns right now trailing by five under two minutes to go in the second period. We've got the Stanley Cup final underway. Like I said just a moment ago, Jeff, I'm not opposed to this schedule. Now, I I understand that, you know, the season started late and we're a little little bit more compressed. Um, Who knows what the ratings will bear out, but the fact that we've still got Stanley Cup, meaningful basketball late in the month of June and into July, uh, not against it. Not against it. It makes our lives a lot easier. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'd be in the dog (laughs) days of baseball right now if it wasn't for... Oh, you got your footy. Oh, well, again, the... The most tremendous knockout stage day in the history of Euro and maybe even any major tournament today where you had two games that were 3-3 regulation finals, so great draw hits, where the underdogs both made massive comebacks in the last 10 minutes of games. Oh, and by the way, the defending World Cup champions lost in, in penalty kicks. What a day that was, Tim Murray. Oh, yeah. You even got excited by it. Nah, That's I, how good it was. Yeah, I mean, the, the Twitter sphere was blowing up. Uh, about the, the Swiss miss there. So I, I decided to turn it on for the uh, final, for <laughs> overtime. And uh, I like seeing upsets. I, I you know, uh, so Switzerland, good job. You know, uh, beat, beat España today. No, no, uh, beat France. Yes, yeah, France. Sp- they, will, sp- they will get they, Spain. They'll get Spain. Spain survived against Croatia in a, in, in a match that never should have been that close. And that is, uh, that. so later on in the show, Treats and beats tonight. I'll just hand it over to Jeff. He'll tell you what happened sure. uh, in the footy today in the Euro. But no, it was all, all kidding aside. It was it was entertaining to watch France and Switzerland and a, a, certainly a big upset there. But Los Angeles and the Phoenix Suns. Now this is what I like to see, Jeff. Clippers making a little bit of run here at the end of the second quarter. We have yet to see, as we see right there, DraftKings has a little bit of plus price on the Phoenix Suns getting two and a half points. Very interested to see. I kind of hope we get to 10 here at half and what the second half line will be for Phoenix. So Phoenix going off tonight as a six and a half point favorite. Uh, it's been, it, it got off to a, a really quick start for the Los Angeles Clippers. They led, I think, 20 to five. Uh, and Marcus Morris, who, by the way, uh, this is a good nugget to, to, to point out. Uh, he's not on our list of, of leading scorer tonight. The field here at Circa was 50 to 1. He would fall in the field. So right now, if you took the field, which is usually a horrendous bet, don't do that, right? Because you're not going to get a rogue guy to to be your leading scorer. But you know, someone like Marcus Morris in the starting lineup, he's just had some injury issues, so that's probably why he wasn't listed. He's now got 20 points in this game, uh, and they lead by 10. So you know, right now for me, I'm hoping that Phoenix doesn't. Hit this Devin Booker three, which they did not. Um, and get us one more bucket. Yeah, so one make, more bucket. Yeah, sixty-one forty-nine. If we're if sixty-two, we're, uh, come on, let's get greedy. Let's get a three here. I'm, I'm good, man. Let's 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 make that happen. So uh, we are we're keeping an eye on that final seconds of the first half here, rolling down in Phoenix. Um, once again, I have I don't have anything in this series, Jeff. I don't have anything tonight. I probably, if I get a good number, will play something uh, in the second half. Can I can I be selfish? Go ahead. Go Clippers. Oh, what? I, I want a game wow. six. What? I don't want. <laughs> what? I don't want. I don't. I don't want this series to be over tonight. I just gushed over how I love this schedule. What, come Wednesday night, I'm going to be basketballless. I need go Clippers. Get it done for JVT. Make oh, him happy. This, this would this would oh, be no. a bad finish for us. Oh. There you go. 
Three the other way. All right, so this is probably going to be a pick now. Now for the I game. don't want it. It's going to be a pick. That stinks. So Devin Booker. Devin uh, Booker, three of the For hole. those who are not watching the game simultaneously as we are, Devin Booker just hit a three to end the half. So it's now a seven-point Clippers lead into the half, uh, 59-52. We will see what this line is. I don't know. I mean, do we think that Phoenix comes back and wins yes. this game? I kind of do. And... Thinking back to yesterday with the Bucks and the way that they ended the half, right? They ended the half on a 10-0 run. By the way, no big deal, Pat Connaughton. Whatever, big, no big deal. You know, hey, JVT, how my, how's my boy, Pete? I, I, sent out, I sent a text to JVT, who is, uh, who's not been very kind to, uh, to, to my guy, Pat Connaughton. And uh, I, just, I, I had to point out that he is plus 38 in the series. Just, just putting it out there. You know, he's very, uh, very quick to the air ball was ugly. I get it, but hit a big three yesterday. Um, but the way that the Bucks ended the half yesterday on that 10-0 run, it had to make you feel pretty good if you were a Bucks backer. Now, ultimately, they had to cover a pretty big number um, as we wait for the second half line to come out here. Um, but that three. What it will mean to the to the second half? Are we looking at uh, Phoenix minus two and a half? Am I seeing that correctly, or is that am I looking at the wrong thing? Well, if it's two and a half for the second half, that's an automatic bet. Yeah, uh, I would I would be surprised if it were that little. No, okay, it's not out yet. Yeah, uh, there's still one nothing. offshore shop. I see five and a half, which essentially is a pick. Yeah, so, no, no, actually, no, you're getting a point and a half there for the game. Oh, right, half. yeah, you're yeah, getting, yeah. getting a point and a half. That's better than what it was, basically. The peak of the market was two and a half to what DraftKings had right. when it was a 10-point game. And most, of the, and most of the spots, you know, early on. So yesterday... Yeah, five and, five and a half Westgate, and it looks like five and a half behind us. Oh, no, it's not up behind us yet. Um, so yesterday, the Hawks got out to a very, very strong start. And you could have got the Bucks. I took the Bucks at plus four, Jeff, mm-hmm. yesterday. And, I mean, I... At times, it didn't look like a good bet, but ultimately, Chris Middleton goes, you know, bonkers in the second half and is able to to bring it home. So, fifty-nine to fifty-two is the halftime score. I'm in on Suns five and a half second half, so All plus right. one and a half for the game. I'm in. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hope that Circa gets it up here soon, and I'll I'll join you in the party. There you go. We'll party together. Um, oh, and the Nats beat the Mets. Yeah. Well, they, again, as soon as I, as soon as I bet the Mets, you knew that was that was uh, that was going the wrong direction mm. there, Tim. So. Coffee tastes a little better right now. <laughs> still feeling good about your confidence there? Uh, I'm, I'm still fine. I'm still fine. I, not, no, no, no worries whatsoever. Still in first. They're, they're still in first place, and they played really poorly now for about 17 days. And Kyle Schwarber is and Kyle Schwarber. Uh, oh, most... Kyle Schwarber is going to regress at some point. He's not gonna. I, he's not gonna hit 15 homers in 19 games for the rest of the season. At some point, at you some think point. it will happen, but. <laughs> The homer he hit tonight, he legitimately hit a home run over the foul pole in right field tonight. So, as we swerve to a baseball nugget, which we don't usually do, I'm just waiting for... Uh, for uh, you're, just wait, you're just waiting to bet it. I'm waiting to bet my second half here. <laughs> um, but while we swerve into a baseball, because, you know, in normal spots we would be talking a little baseball. It's up behind us, five and a half. Um, Kyle Schwarber hit two more home runs. He has hit 15 home runs in a 17-game stretch. This is the fraternity that he has joined. Barry Bonds, 2001. 
Sammy Sosa, 1998. That's it. That, that's that's it. That, those stop, are stop those are the company. three three people. Now, now I I know there might be some snickering about those other two gentlemen, and that there might have been some enhancing uh, in in those years. But yeah, I don't know if this is going to last. No, it it will not last. But uh, I was driving in the car today, listening to the game, and I I had missed the fact that he hit those two home runs, Jeff, and I'm like, oh. He hit two more home runs. Uh, I, I missed the second one. Saw the first one. But, by the way, uh, Tim, one one big stat from this basketball game so far, mm-hmm. and this is part of the reason I think I like our son's bet as well, points of the pain in that first half. Clippers outscored Phoenix by 26. Only up seven at the half. I don't see that holding up, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, you think about, no Zubats tonight. Who has who's been as much as uh, I've had to eat some. I mean, he's played great this series. He's been good in this series. And you know the the thing about what's so intriguing and so I think in a positive way for the Suns moving forward. When you think about um, the longevity of this of this run. Now, Chris Paul. There's questions about will he stick around or not. But you look at Devin Booker and then DeAndre Ayton. You think about the, you know, Utah, just once again, Rudy Gobert being on the floor was an issue. They took advantage of that. You can't take advantage right now of DeAndre Ayton. You can play small and have DeAndre Ayton out there. So the Clippers had a counter by keeping Zubats out there. And he's been playing well, but ruled out tonight. I mean, I want to, yeah, I, I do. I really like the Suns to bounce back here. So you're down seven. At the half, once again, Devin Booker's three. I would have preferred him not to hit that. But here's what we're looking at. And, you know, this is something that I think yourself, you, you look at betting this way. There's going to be a regression. Mm-hmm. Marcus Morris, eight for ten, two for three from the field. He's 20 points 20 points. <laughs> Reggie Jackson, he's just continued to play well. So he, he can keep up on this, on this rate. He's five of nine, four, two. Boogie Cousins has ten points. The, the, the one counter to us here, yeah, and you may see regre- regression to the positive here, is the Clippers were only 4-16 from three in the first half. So mm-hmm. that, you would imagine, will go on the positive end towards the Clippers. Phoenix was 8 of 17 from three, so maybe a little regression there. And but, Devin Booker went 4 of 5. Right, but, but the one thing is, though, like, if you're going to win this game on the shoulders of Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson, you're probably not winning this game if you're the Clippers. That's the big concern, Tim. That's why I like my son's bet, uh, getting a point and a half for the game. Yeah, so at the half, Chris Paul, nine points, five assists. Uh, you could tell in, in what was, I, I heard this stat today, and it was, it was pretty eye-opening. And for anybody out there who, who misses early 2000s basketball, I don't know what's, what, what you know, why you would, um, 84 to 80 was the final score on Saturday night. And it was a, a clinic of missed shots. It was that, that fourth quarter was just awful. And it, it was just, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't smack the floor palms up, you know, let's get, let's get good defense going. It was just missed shot after missed shot and 84 points, Jeff, the mo- the least amount of points to win a game at any point this season. Not just playoffs, 
any point this season. I mean, think about when we were watching the last dance around this time last year. I mean, there were high 70s games. <laughs> Those days don't exist anymore. And what we saw on Saturday night was such an outlier. And that's why we saw a total today just crash. It ended up getting bought back up. I saw it. Did it ever get low? I saw it as low as 211 and a half. I don't know if it got lower than that. But that number just kept going down and down. Ultimately, it closed at 213, and right now it's 59.52. So you are trending right around 213. But that number opened 217, Jeff, and at point today it was around around 211. Oh, I mean, I look, and it's it's kind of reminiscent to what we saw in the Nets and Bucks series, where you just you couldn't get a total low enough. Yeah, but this was this was a little more. Just the rap, the rapidness. Oh, it was going because it, it, it went from because it went from on the the last game was two nineteen, mm-hmm. and then it went down eight points. And eight, I saw seven and a half points. There wasn't the moves were gradual in the net buck series. It was five points, another four, another three, but never an eight nine point move from one game to another like uh, was tonight. I saw it at two fourteen, and I thought about playing it, and then before I looked, it's two eleven and a half. All right. Give us an update. I just saw uh, some celebrating. Your uh, your bring out the brooms. This is a good. This is a good sign. <laughs> that's a, that's you, a good development. You pull. can't. You can't sweep. This is. You can't sweep if, if you, you don't lose. win game one. Yes, that is that is what I heard. So, <laughs> uh, Pilat, uh, uh for for the goal for uh, the Lightning. Uh, a pinball. Oh. Another pinball. Wow. Another pinball. Uh, just hit out of yeah, hit out of the air. Yeah, pretty lucky actually. Pilat kept his stick low enough. Uh, just a really bad break off the glove and the stick of Sherrod, who scored the goal for Montreal in pinball fashion. And Palat, right place, right time, pinball, 3-1 Tampa Bay. That will probably go to review in Toronto just to make sure his stick stayed below the crossbar. But on initial on, on the initial look, it looked pretty good. And no review, goal's good. 3-1 Tampa, two minutes into the third period. And there's uh, Palat, as you see, plus 255, anytime goal. So uh, you could cash that if you uh, if you fired away. So early third period in game one of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Tampa Bay looking to become, what, the first back-to-back winner? I mean, Pittsburgh did it not pa- that long pa- ago. Pang- Penguins. Penguins. 16 uh, and 17? Uh, that, that sounds correct. Uh, yes, 16 and 17, yes. Yeah, so it hasn't been that long since uh, we've seen back-to-back winners. We could get it uh, here this season as Tampa Bay with an early 3-1 to lead. Uh, Tampa Bay tonight, Jeff, went off as a uh, a minus 190 favorite here. So Yeah, I, that got bet down. Yeah. That got bet down pretty uh, about 15 cents. Minus 205 most of the uh, most of the lead-up. So uh, Montreal took the action, and uh, so far, again... Again, I, I, it's not really an exact science at all. It's just that uh, at some point the dance had to end for the Canadiens, and so far it looks like that. Halftime in Phoenix, Tampa up 3-1. to one. It's a busy Monday, just the way we like it. No case of the Mondays. Here's the nightcap on Visa. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. 
Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Vsin, Jeff and I both entered tonight's show. Well, you had a baseball bet, of course you did. Yeah, what did you bet in baseball? Oh no, it was a first uh, yes/no run. Right? I, I, I did again. Great Euro Day where I pulled two miracles out out, out of the hat. That's soccer. With uh, with, with Croatia getting the goal in regulation and getting two in, two in the last four minutes of regular time, and then two one in stoppage time, and then they. Rabbit out of the hat in the Swiss game and then uh, give it back with some first inning no's that uh, only one of them came in, which was kind of funny because the only one that won was a 12-4 final and somehow <laughs> was scoreless through the first inning. So we're now both on Phoenix, at least. Now. I know. That's what I was about to say. We came into tonight. Now, I had a little bit on, on Vandy uh, plus uh, minus a one uh, on the run line, plus 110 here at Circa. So just a little bit, nothing too crazy. But, yeah, we're both in on uh, – 
We both went on the Suns, and our, our guy Jared Smith is with us as well. So uh, the three amigos we ride here uh, with uh, with the Suns in game, and I joked, congrats, Clippers fans. Uh, they'll run away and hide uh, with this one. Arash Markazi will join us. Uh, he's been uh, he's there in L.A. has a show in San Diego. He'll join us later on in the show. We'll recap this game and uh, maybe talk a little bit. Uh, of Lakers as well. Our good friend Patrick Everson will also join the show. He's got some... Uh, I'm very curious about the action on the Euro. We talked to Derek a little bit on uh, on Friday, and now that we're in the uh, the the you know the 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 playoff stage, um, I, I feel like the action is going to continue to be strong, and especially you know out here in Las Vegas, you get early you know early games and. Um, what the uh, the the Switzerland game wrapped up around it was an three, extra it was an, it was an extra, e- extra time penalty kick game and it was done at uh, three o'clock so yeah uh, and again thank you time zones the uh, <laughs> the one that actually works in our favor a little bit the nine o'clock mostly nine the nine o'clock European time uh, kicks are our noon kicks yeah so. Uh, again, I, I found out what time zone Bucharest was in today. So that was that was that was a win for me there. Too. I was actually looking up. Uh, speaking of time zones, very very critical things here. Fifty nine fifty four second half underway. Chris Paul uh, a little layup there. So once again, we're on Phoenix now plus one and a half for the game is where we stand on this one. Both Jeff and I rolling with the Suns after a, a very strong first half for the Clippers. Um, actually, what was the second half total? I didn't take a look at that. So it was uh, 108 and a half, 109? 108 and a half. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Depending on where you look, 108 yeah. and a half. I, I, I probably would have played the under. Under would have been the only play with the way. And by the way, we, the got a, we ended up with a bad number. Uh, no, we didn't. We got a good number. No, we got the best, up, no, we got the best number because it closed six here and all the East Coast, all the New Jurisdiction books were Phoenix was still favored. Yeah. So I would have looked a little bit under because if you look at the possessions, and and this is something you've pointed out quite mm-hmm. a bit in this series, the possessions have been very minimal uh, in this series. So to have a 111 points in the first half is it's kind of rare because you look at the way they were shooting. Both teams were shooting well in that first half. Marcus Morris going crazy. So I would have, if I had to play it, I would have gone under 109. So now I'm gonna, now I'm curious. I'm just gonna keep an eye on. I did not play it. Just played, uh, just played Phoenix, uh, lay in the five and a half. So we will see. Uh, good start though for us as uh, nearly a tie game. I know, almost a tie game. Three to one, Tampa Bay leading Montreal. But <laughs> I was joking. I was looking up some uh, some uh, Tokyo times because. I was, some uh, some time slots are starting to come out there. I'm like, when are these games going? Oh yeah, it's gonna be like three o'clock in the morning for us. So, not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> Our time zone not ideal for uh, for the Olympics this year. But you know what? We'll, we'll make do. Oh, it'll be the same deal next year because uh, oh, it's in Beijing. It's in Beijing for the Winter Olympics next year. Yeah. When I was over in, hey, that's gonna be what three straight Olympics in Asia. Yeah, because Pyeongchang, mm-hmm. Tokyo. And then Beijing for the Winter Games again. Uh, but yeah, when I was over in Pyeongchang, the middle of the day was just completely wide open because of the schedule based off of the East Coast time zone, which is uh, really important for people tuning in right now. Vanderbilt now up eight to two over Mississippi State, and I would say giving Jack Leiter, arguably the best pitcher, the best collegiate pitcher. No, he is right. He's best collegiate. It's pitcher, him basically. and Kumar Rocker are both on the same. Staff. Giving him a six-run lead is probably not. 
Not, probably it's probably, not a, good, not, probably not a, a good thing for for your bet. By the way, one point game now. We're we're within the number. 61-60. Good start for the Suns here in the second half as uh, they have started the half on an 8-1 run. And it is now a 61-60 Clippers lead over the Suns. Lightning still up 3-1 over the Montreal Canadiens. It's a 3-1 series lead for the Suns. 2-1 series lead for the Bucks. Who's going to win NBA Finals MVP? We'll discuss that next right here on the Nightcap. Any part of our show, the part where I talk time zones with riveting, or anything else on the VSIN schedule, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all of our shows. That includes Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line. The feed is VSIN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've also got Hardwood Handicappers with JBT, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all for free, available now, vcin.com backslash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on vcin. I was just about to gloat that the Suns had taken the lead and Paul George rips it right back. Come on. (laughs) What, I can mentally mush now? Is that that a thing? Mentally mushing? Apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, Paul George, uh, a little and one there. So it's uh, it's going to be down to the wire, but the Suns, good start in the second half, down seven at the half, just had the lead 62-61. It is now 63-62, free throw pending for Paul George, who's got 15 points. I just want to take a look quickly uh, at the leading scores in this game and that, that whole discussion about Marcus Morris, I think that is uh, that is kind of whittled away. Uh, he had 20 points in the first half. Devin Booker now has 21. So a Devin Booker play tonight would have been, uh, uh, I guess, a smart one because he's sitting right now with 21 points. You know, it's funny. Since he's come back from COVID, I just saw Chris Paul miss uh, uh, a mid-range jumper. He's still 6'4". He's 6 for 11 today. I don't know if it's counted here on the um, – but, you know, that's one thing, too, is you could tell that he was exhausted at the end yeah. on Saturday night. So um, that that lasting impact of, of him, I mean, I don't even know if it's necessarily COVID. It, I think it just might be he didn't play for almost two weeks. So him getting his legs under him, um, you know, for the Phoenix Suns to to get him back in the in the swing of things, if they are to advance out of this round, he should be full go and 100% you would think, Jeff, by the time game one of the NBA Finals comes around, which, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of a guessing game when the NBA Finals will start. Um, obviously, some point next week, but I, I don't... If the, if the Bucks can wrap things up by Thursday, maybe we're looking at Sunday. Early... Sunday would be the earliest. Isn't he... Isn't he well... I thought it was set, but it has not been set. I, I haven't seen anything. By the way, uh, Kudrov goal four-one Lightning. There you go. Uh, so uh, bolts and four, bring out the brooms. Bolts and four off to a very nice start. Tonight. Did the did the Golden Knights win game one four to one? Yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to. Do. I didn't think the Knights would win that series in four. That is a different animal. I now. know. Come on. <laughs> and you really, I mean, honestly, if you did, you think about taking the series price. At minus two seventy? No, because I it just 
again, it's that's pretty steep. Even though I thought the price was about right, uh, but I, I I did not. I, I'm not, again there. I know Andy McNeil like like the series price uh, even even at that big number. But look again, this is. This does look pretty reminiscent of what happened in Game 1 against VGK, where the Canadians just looked completely outclassed. Mm -hmm. And we know what happened in that series. They won four out of the next five in advance. But it's a little bit of a different animal, because this is a Lightning team that obviously won the Cup a year ago, Tim. And and the one big difference is, even with the great year Marc-Andre Fleury had, you saw Robert Leonard having to play in two of those games. Even though Leonard was great in his two games, wasn't enough. And But Vasilevsky's been just been so good uh, especially in closeout games in the, in this postseason. After game one, now remember that the series price was was much higher on uh, yeah. heading into that. But after game one, the Canadiens were plus six fifty to win that series, and and ultimately, you know, obviously did win that series. So uh, if you had the foresight then, and I'm not sure many people were racing, especially after the Canadians just got worked, racing to be grabbing uh, to be grabbing that series price, but uh, we'll, we'll see what this series price is. We'll get that later on tonight. Um, but I, I think it'll be a similar situation. You know, maybe some people out there will take it just because of it being the Stanley Cup final, and it will be north of four dollars that you could get uh, for the Canadians. But yeah, tonight they have uh, they did make it two to one, but they have been they've been beat pretty soundly uh, in this game. About seven and change to go in this one. By the way, the Suns, or excuse me, the Clippers. On a, on a run here, they were trailing 62-61, now an 8-0 run for the Clippers as they have uh, got back to what they were up at the half. It is now 69-62, to and, and Paul George trying to take things over a little bit. Paul George sitting with 18 points and going to be headed back to the free throw line with six minutes to go in the third quarter. So uh, a, good, uh, a good response by the Clippers here, Jeff, uh, to, to make this a uh, seven-point game. So... 3-1 is the series uh, in in uh, Phoenix right now with the Suns an opportunity to close this thing out. 2-1 in Milwaukee and Atlanta, which brings us to the odds at DraftKings prior to tonight's game, which was who will be NBA Finals MVP. And we continue to make this discussion. I have really had the same answer the entire time, which is Chris Paul. He was 9-1 at one point, then he was 6-1, and now he's sitting there at 4-1. I, I know there are probably going to be some people, Jeff, who look at Chris Middleton at twelve to one, and I think you made this case. That was thirty to one, yeah. uh, on Friday. He has the big performance. I saw someone on Twitter trying to say the other day that uh, after last night's game, you know, Chris Middleton's really the reason they won this game. I, I guess. I mean, Giannis also was unstoppable and kept them in the game, and then Chris Middleton went off in the fourth quarter. So, I. I get I get the value play, but if the numbers are close, Giannis is going to win it. If the I, Bucks, I would if the Bucks win the series, that that's why I just always go back to Chris Paul because of how this is going to be determined, which is by votes. And if Chris Paul has now Devin Booker could average thirty three points in the series, and he's going to win MVP. But if it's both are in the upper twenties, or you know Devin Booker's upper twenties, and and Chris Paul's low twenties, but double digit assists. He's going to get the award. Chris Middleton is going to have to far exceed, because last night all we talked about, Jeff, was Chris Middleton was great. Giannis was great. Giannis had a double-double at 33 points and 12 rebounds or whatever it was. 
Giannis is going to continue to do that. So I, for value purposes, yes, I get it. But the only play for me would be Chris uh, would be Chris Paul. To hop in real quick uh, off topic here, I think Pat Bev might be getting a flagrant two here. Ooh. Uh, on basically, he just undercut Chris Paul on a jump shot, uh, took his legs out completely, uh, and that was not a basketball play. It would not shock me if that's a flagrant two. Definitely a flagrant one, at least. I mean, that's come on. That's a chop block. It's bad bed for you. That's what he'll do. 71 to 62, a review pending here with the Clippers and the Suns. Clippers on a 10 0 run. Speaking of those Bucks, we'll talk a little Bucks. We'll head to the Midwest next, right here on the Nightcap. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Welcome back in to the Indeed.com studio hiring. Start finding the right people right away. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. We've got ourselves Western Conference Finals Game 5 midway through the third quarter with the Clippers owning a now nine-point lead, which is much to the chagrin of both Jeff and myself. 76-67 to 67 is that score. And then 4-1, to one, the Lightning looking to take a 1-0 series lead in the Stanley Cup final. What was uh, what did I just see on Twitter? Yeah, Brendan Gallagher was bleeding. Yeah. A lot. There's a lot of blood coming yeah. from his face. Yeah. Uh, Pat Beverly was just called for a flagrant one, taking out the legs of Chris Paul. Uh, some people thought it was a, a bit of a flop. It was, it was probably a little bit of both. And when you have the reputation of Pat Beverly, you do yourself no favor. By the way, Javi disagreed with the call, which might be really? the first time ever that he I've He thought ever, it was a common foul? He thought, he thought it was nothing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So flagrant one was called on Pat Bev, but the Clippers uh, responded with five unanswered after that possession. So nine-point lead for the Clippers. Tomorrow night, we get ourselves game four of the Eastern Conference Finals down in Atlanta. Milwaukee, a massive Fourth quarter to take game three last night. And right now, the Bucks are laying six and a half here at Circa. Seven in some spots in town heading into game four. And uh, really excited to bring on a friend of mine, Rachel Hopmeyer from NBC 26 up in uh, in Green Bay. Rachel, uh, thrilled to be catching up with you. Um, you know, what was the reaction to... Uh, Chris Middleton's fourth quarter performance from from the likes of Giannis. He he seemed to be uh he seemed to be pretty giddy yesterday after watching his uh, teammate just go to work in that fourth quarter. You're definitely right about that, and I'm so thrilled I get a chat about this with you. <laughs> Giannis does appreciate, you know, when his teammates get that opportunity to step up and secure that victory, and he's not the only guy shouldering this. It's not that shocking because Chris Middleton really does own the fourth. But that overall win yesterday was certainly stunning given how the first quarter and even first half started. Rachel, just uh, one one key aspect that actually helped the Bucks get back in the game was actually uh, Budenholzer changing the rotation a little bit. Bobby Portis, a little yeah. more minutes in that first quarter. Just uh, with seeing the, the lack of success that Bud has had in the past, changing up rotations, getting off of what he did in the regular season, in the postseason, just how big was that, seeing him actually making changes? And lo and behold, they worked. It's huge. You're absolutely right. And he does kind of embrace that reputation for not making changes. <laughs> but I think, however fervently he's held on to that now, he knows that making these quick in-game switches, you know, defensive rotations really has impacted their game and ability to stay alive this year. Bobby Portis is an impact player. It's really unreal to see the transformation he's made from his time with the Washington Wizards to now. He takes those gritty fouls when needed. He might not be racking up the scoreboard, but he is having a huge impact on moving that ball defensively. Rachel Hopmeyer, NBC26, up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, joining us uh, to look back at last night and look ahead to the to the remainder of this series. And Rachel, Brooke Lopez, you know, early on, and especially in that game one, um, there's a lot of discussion that he was kind of unplayable in this series. And to what uh, Jeff kind of alluded to a little bit, which was that that stubbornness from from Budenholzer. Uh, he's he's been out there, and he's not playing a ton of minutes, but they've been able to, especially in game two, he was tremendous. So you know, moving forward, what do you think that the game plan is with Brook Lopez? Is it to stick around that 20, 25 minutes because? Um, you know, they, it felt like Trey Young really uh, took advantage of him in game one. And since then, it, it, it hasn't been as noticeable. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I think as long as they keep their fast-paced movement, you know, around the perimeter, I think Brooke does what he does best when getting those defensive blocks. But ultimately, in order to keep up, especially with the Hawks, with how quick Trey Young is, you do have to be a two-way player. And I think Brooke can do that when the confidence is there. Even Giannis said, this team really does play into the confidence. Once they're hot, they feel hot. But once they're cold, they seriously recognize that ice cold. And I think Brooke is one of the first ones to play into that. Rachel, uh, the Suns are the most likely opponent coming next, assuming the Bucs take care of the business. I think they will in advance through this series. How do you think the Bucs match up with the Suns? I think... The energy is there. I think they're both hungry. Um, Coverage-wise, you know, I think they both have schemes that would make this an entertaining finals, even if people in bigger markets don't want this to be the way it ends up. Um, I think it'd be really exciting, honestly. But, you know, we all know what the seeding is. No matter who goes into this finals, the Bucks are, you know, in the worst position of this. But I really do think that could lead to an exciting defensive matchup. And the Suns would have the same speed that Atlanta when Trey Young is healthy, does present at the same time. So I think it would really require that sort of fast-paced movement again. Yeah, you look at Trey Young, and uh, we'll, we'll see what his health is. Listed as questionable, he's going to play, uh, but how effective he'll be. You know, speaking to that, though, Rachel, uh, Drew, Drew Holiday, especially in Game 2, was just unbelievable on him. First-team all-defensive player. Uh, you know, we've seen moments where he's, you know, gone off offensively. Uh, but at the end of the day, especially in this series, I mean, his role is going to be just to shadow Trey Young, make things challenging. How has he embraced that role uh, this series going up against Trey? So much so. I mean, game two was the Drew Holiday game. And I think that identity that he's been able to possess and really guard as much as possible is going to be pivotal to any sort of success in this series and the finals. I mean, limiting to Trey in game two to one of eight threes attempted and only 15. I mean, that he did his job extremely well as the primary defender. And even though the Bucks are now taking these switches, he really keeps his eyes on the entire court and is very quick to follow and adjust. Rachel, of course, you're in Green Bay, and uh, <laughs> as always, whenever Green Bay is brought up, it's as the Aaron turns, as That's Tim right. has, uh, has said plenty of times on the program. Just uh, what, what are your latest thoughts on uh, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer, if he's going to be somewhere else, or if he's going to say, you know what, I'm just not going to play this year? You know, none of this that's going on right now surprises me. And I think it's it's interesting to see, you know, this grow within the national storyline versus what we've seen in Green Bay for the last year or two. But ultimately, at the end of the day, this is a much larger issue than just money, than just draft picks. Aaron said it and said it very clearly. This is a fundamental, deeply rooted character issue. And I think people really underestimate, you know, prior people in the organization, how they kept a handle on this. But there's been so many things shifted over the last two, three seasons that now this is truly an Aaron versus administration battle, and it's not going to get pretty anytime soon. Yeah, and, and most things you're catching, and, and I know you guys got an opportunity to talk to them, whether it be at OTAs or, or minicamp, Rachel. Um, players seem to be... 
pretty coy. Uh, but but what have you? It's such a you know we're trying to to pry the littlest thing and and, and see if we can get something from that. What have the players been saying uh, about Aaron? And has there been any frustrations about this whole situation from the players' side? What what have you made of of the players and their response to to Aaron's situation? Sure. I think, you know, I feel for the most for the players and even staff that we know are very socially, personally close with Aaron. You know, Matt LaFleur is in a horrible position. Maybe the only one worse is David Bakhtiari, who then went through his own injury and significant rehab over the past offseason. So, you know, they'll be honest. And David and Matt have said, you know, like, that's my friend and I love him and I care for him. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm here to do my job. And everybody's been pretty much playing the part of I'm a Packers player. I'm here to practice. I'm here to do whatever I have to do. And that's not something I can, should, or ever would publicly comment on. Because at the end of the day, everybody in the middle knows that everybody on either side knows how to play this media game better than anybody else. Rachel, obviously, if if Rodgers weren't going to be there, it would be Jordan Love who would uh, get saddled with the quarterback position. Uh, the reports uh, out of Green Bay. No, the, Blake Bortles Love? Oh, come on, Tim. The, uh, <laughs> I'm saying, why aren't we all? The uh, but uh, just uh, just it, just it, just covering uh, again the early stages of Jordan Love's career. Just what are your thoughts of what uh, what, what you've seen from him? Absolutely, he has made huge strides in his growth this off season. Um, probably more than we could have really expected. Nobody will deny what we all saw last year. His footwork was completely off, and so is his accuracy. But this year, he really tallied the best performances I've seen him put on tape in green and gold, and he really showed his potential. So I do think the growth is there. You know, I don't know if I can say it's in competition with the best NFL quarterbacks, but I mean, we've got Fitzmagic going in this league still. I still think there is a high and a low. Um, Love has really improved, and I'm really excited to see that opportunity. But I mean, even in 11 on 11, the kid did really well. She is Rachel Hotmeyer. She is the best and uh, just uh, love the work that you're doing. So happy for you. And uh, we'll obviously have you on uh, as the Aaron turns. I can't wait. There she is, Rachel Hotmeyer from uh, NBC 26 up there in Green Bay. And it's now a six-point game, Jeff. Clippers leading the Suns. Uh, this is... It's going to be a sweat here. Paul George, you know, as, as much as uh, we give him grief at times, he has really stepped up tonight. He has been huge in this quarter, 28 points, six rebounds, five assists, and uh, just had a nice dime to DeMarcus Cousins. Also, uh, the Lightning win game 1-5-1. There you go. Pretty brutal beat on the total. Ooh. <laughs> if, uh, if you had an under five, uh, a late power play goal where the Lightning had a five on three and went with five forwards because, of course, they did. Uh, so, I look, Tampa, Tampa's going to have to do a lot in order to blow the series like Vegas did, Tim. Yeah, I, I agree. And now that series price, we'll see what it is. It's going to be huge. I'm sure we'll get it uh, momentarily. But uh, as we will try to do throughout most of this Stanley Cup final, you know, when you have an NHL or former NHL player in the building, you might as well bring him in to recap things. Banksy, Darren Banks, will join us in studio. Also, Patrick Everson. We've got a loaded second hour. You won't want to miss it. Stick around. It's the Nightcap 
five to one. Lightning, a winner over the Canadiens. Clippers right now leading by eight in the closing seconds of the third quarter, trying to force and stay alive in the Western Conference Finals. Don't go anywhere. It's the nightcap. Man, Paul George is playing really well. It is the nightcap here on Beast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 